There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so it turns out that the Royals' Thanksgiving tradition is to not celebrate Thanksgiving because they don't celebrate Thanksgiving um. there. <laughs> But did you say that it was their Thanksgiving tradition? I did because I, <laughs> because I had an issue. I'm for like, a moment. wait a minute, what? I know. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And we're asking you, what is your family's Thanksgiving tradition? 651-641-1071. I was reading an article about whether or not. Meghan Markle was going to be allowed to celebrate Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. She's a royal now. Mm -hmm. No, hear me out. You're not allowed. And I clicked to the next article, which was, this is the royal's horrible Christmas tradition. And in my mind, I got it mixed up, thinking I was still reading about Thanksgiving. Didn't put two and two together. The royals have a terrible Christmas tradition. And I, you guys, I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. Okay. This is their terrible tradition. And I'm asking you just in general, what are your holiday traditions, your Thanksgiving traditions? 651-641-1071. But this is the Royals' horrible Christmas tradition. They weigh themselves before the meal and then after the meal. Everybody does. Yeah, that is so weird. But I know there's a piece of history attached to why they do this. Clearly, they don't still do this, right? No, they do still do this. This is like a big holdover. Are you sure? Well, this is according to the uh, the editor of Majesty, Ingrid Seward. Uh, and it's uh, whatever. The tradition dates back to King Ed- Edward VII's reign. Um that particular king was concerned about the health of people and whether or not they were eating enough at Christmas time. Well, Edward VII was also a big dude. So, on Christmas Day, they would weigh themselves before the meals and then after the meals. Uh, the royals, according to this editor, choose to continue the tradition using antique scales and that's the way it is something tells me they don't actually do that Mm -mm. or that it's weird enough that they do i I think it's weird enough that they do megan markle ain't getting on no scale for anybody to write down you have got to be kidding me (laughs) anyway i thought that was a bizarre tradition and it led me to ask about people's Holiday I also know because I, I watch a fair bit of like, you know, uh, royal history programs and stuff. And I remember seeing actually 
I think, you know, in addition to King Edward, there was somebody else that you that had like a book and you would sign in to the book when you got I think it was like an old like lord or lady, somebody or other. And you would show up and maybe it's because they got the idea from King Edward, but you would show up, write your name and your weight down. And then when you left, they would record your weight on the way out. So, again, it would probably had to do with the fact that, you know, remember back in the day day, uh, getting a lot of food was maybe a little more difficult than it is today. So it was maybe more of a curiosity or an oddity in a way that today we're a little bit weight conscious yeah we would that would not fly today for example yesterday at my very own gym this has nothing to do with thanksgiving traditions but our workout was based on your body weight and so you had to lift the amount of weight that you weigh and i was like this is really weird because while i may be fine with it i'm i feel like there are people that are like i don't want to go to this workout because i suddenly have to tell everybody what i weigh that just reminds me of when Mm -hmm. i was a kid and they would do I've, i've talked about this before do you remember the pay what you weigh program? Isn't that like ground round at or ground round, and you'd walk in, and there would be this gigantic scale, and they would like you'd march up to the scale, and you'd hop on the scale in front of everybody, and then that would be what your parents paid for your meal. Yeah. The eighties oh. was a wonderful time, oh. right? Yeah, to not no fit thanks. into norms weight wise because well, fueling a nobody felt therapists. any shame in being like, hey, fatty, maybe <laughs> don't eat all that extra food. I know. Wow, suddenly we went from weird family traditions to... You're a disgusting <laughs> fat so What is it? I don't remember. Will you explain so we don't oh, okay. sound completely... So, <laughs> a, a few years ago, Bradley and I were watching... We would watch old episodes of a TV show, and then we would do this segment called Rewind or Nevermind, where we would decide whether it was worth going back and watching more of that TV show or just forgetting about it altogether. And the show was Give Me a Break. And the, the show was starring Nell Carter, uh, who was, if you don't know who Nell Carter was, she was a wonderful actress and singer um, who was, as my doctor would say, of size. And uh, in this episode from the 1980s, Nell Carter's character joined a... Overeaters Anonymous type Porco. group called Porco. <laughs> and they had a song that... <laughs> their, their like group song that they would get together. It was basically like a rudimentary Weight Watchers experience yeah. where they would like sort of group shame each other. Mm-hmm. And their song was You're a Disgusting Fatso. Yeah. And it went on from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. In Proving 1980s, the point that the 80s really just didn't care what you felt about yourself. The 80s didn't care, period. Yeah. The no. 80s was just... <laughs> anything goes in the 80s well yeah if you were you know probably a man Mm -hmm. yeah i'll just leave it at that Mm -hmm. (laughs) wow i was gonna talk we were gonna talk about thanksgiving traditions we didn't do that at all but you know what we are gonna do when we come back talk about movies our friends all go to the lobby exactly and get ourselves a snack because our friend paul mcguire grimes from paul's trip to the movies the podcast and the website is here to tell us what is in theaters over this holiday we'll be back with that after this on my talk 1071 better put the knife 
Paul McGuire Grimes from from Paul's trip to the movies is here to tell us what's in theaters over this Thanksgiving holiday weekend. And we just gave him a little taste of the pie cake and on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Paul McGuire Grimes. How was it? It was great. I had to do one of those like TV, small TV bites. And then, of course, when it's three layers, I'm like, well, what? layer do I even start with? All of oh my the God. layers. So you have I to eat have to, all layers. Oh, I, I will in a second. <laughs> yeah, you really have to shovel through it all. <laughs> I will. Because it's a good... It's, I'm gonna, I'm oh, it's fantabulous. That. Well, thank you for coming in for a Thanks little... For, for a me. special visit. I know you're going to be on Twin Cities Live today. Yes. Correct? And, correct. And today you were sharing part of what you got from your junket. Yeah, so my movie's... You're sharing your junket with us. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. It's a it's a daytime junket appearance. So, 4 o'clock, KSTP, 5 like Eyewitness News. Yeah. So, what, this us. particular junket, what was the uh, what were the was, fruits of this junket? Well, it was Marco Wahlberg, Rose Byrne, Tignataro, Julie Haggerty. So, it was just fun to talk to them about the adoption experience, because their movie, Instant Family, which is now in theaters, is all about adoption. Since I'm going through that, it was kind of great to talk to them on a personal level about that that experience very fun so that'll be shared today on yes, twin cities live exactly. and you did tell us a little bit more about that movie on friday yeah. so if you miss that you can uh, uh, you know, go back to our podcast and hear that but a couple things in theaters over the holiday weekend and one that i'm super excited about really Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, Ralph. calm down, lady who never goes to movies. I know, but, but this okay, is, tell me it's more. a family movie. It is a family movie. This is Ralph Breaks the Internet. So this is Disney's sequel to Racket Ralph that came out a couple years ago. And in this one, Ralph and Vanellope leave their arcade behind in order to go into the internet to find a hard-to-find steering wheel to save Vanellope's game. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, so... Bradley, you probably have never seen oh, of course. Wreck-It Ralph. Of course not. No, Wreck-It Ralph is like a surprisingly sweet and touching movie. And I am not a gamer by any Mm-mm. means, but I still really enjoyed Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. So then in this one, to then open it up to the internet, I loved even more. And I think this is better than the first one. As they really, what Disney has done has really kind of conceptualized what the world of the internet looks mm-hmm. like. To have then Ralph and Vanellope go into it. So you see things like Twitter Force and Google Tower and Social Media District mm-hmm. and really kind of get to talk to kids on their level because kids are so used to just surfing the web liking these videos on YouTube, following social media influencers. And this is what this whole movie is about, how Mm -hmm. Ralph becomes, is trending, and then in a sense breaks the internet. But then what happens when he decides to read the comments section? That kind of a thing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's Disney at like, they're funniest. They're one of their smarter movies because then they become meta. So you have all these cameos by Marvel characters, Pixar characters, Star Wars characters, Bradley, okay. and um, their Disney princesses Go- pop up. Golden Girls? <laughs> Not no, in this one. No Golden Girls. No. <laughs> but I did see, and I, and what I appreciated at least about the little piece that I saw, and I saw this in a um, a trailer, like an ex- extended trailer. Um, with the, the awareness that Disney has about some of the criticism yes. of Disney. And they mention all of that. I mean, they t- they have this whole bit, that whole scene is talking about all of these tropes that they've now are used to and are now making fun of mm-hmm. with what their princesses used to be like and how Vanellope is now a modern day princess mm-hmm. that kids can really look up to because she just is spunky, loves life, and loves to be in her sweatpants. Yeah, I love I mean, that. Who does it? Uh, right? Like, it's not about a corseted, you know, tiny waist Waiting anymore. and waiting for her prince to come. Right, and they make fun of all that And I movie. loved that because th- that kind of awareness is... 
I think people have been looking for that from Disney, right? And this was an excellent way for them to to like to use their own princesses mm-hmm. to send a message about their. You know, we hear you. Yeah, we hear what you're saying. We get it. And we're trying. And all of the actresses, at least most of them, that voiced all these princes, are, you know, the original Belle, the original Ariel, of course, mm-hmm. Adina Menzel's back as Elsa. Mm-hmm. You know, so like they're making their appearances in this one too. And then John C. Riley, Riley who plays Ralph, Sarah Silverman plays Vanellope. They are so fantastic as these two characters. I mean, they have this really innocent, wide-eyed nature to them that is really, it's just, you want to latch onto their their innocence and you're just grinning from ear to ear this entire movie it's so fun i love it so what did you end up giving i'm it? giving it four out of five ticket subs oh, i think wow. it's really great for the whole family good discussions that can be had about with kids about their use of the internet in mm-hmm. a way and mm-hmm. what it means to be a modern day princess i love it yes. i love it okay now another movie oh. In theaters this weekend. I want everyone to go see Widows. This starts Viola Davis as this morning wife. Oh, yeah. You want yeah. everyone to go see this? Yes. I saw Let the me trailer tell you and I was like, oh. No, no, okay, no, no, no. Tell me more. So she plays this morning wife whose husband, Liam Neeson, is killed when a heist goes wrong. And how does she band the other widows together to settle some unfinished mm-hmm. business? That is just like the tip of the iceberg to what this movie is. Okay. It, it takes place in Chicago, and I really felt that Chicago was such a vital character to this movie. How does their environment, how does the kind of systemic corruption in a city affect these women and how they grieve, how they mourn, how do they pick themselves up again to to help their family unit? Mm-hmm. And what are they all going through? It's a very diverse movie. You have Viola Davis, Liam Neeson, like I mentioned, um, Carrie Coon, Elizabeth Debicki, Michelle uh, Rodriguez, Daniel Kluya, Cynthia Revo, like all of these, this phenomenal cast of actors really giving it their all to keep you on the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. And then Gillian Flynn, who we know from Gone Girl, Sharp Objects, co-wrote the script to this movie. Okay, okay. thank you. Because I kept on thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, why is it that I was, I felt a connection to this beyond just the fact that I think Viola Davis can do no wrong? Oh. I was trying to think, I, I was thinking, I know that there's something else about this. And that's what it is. Yes. Um, is that, is that writer connection. Gillian Flynn, yeah. So mm-hmm. she co-wrote the script with Steve McQueen. He directed 12 Years a Slave and how they go about crafting this movie and of course because it's Gillian Flynn there are these third act twists and reveals that happen mm-hmm. and you're like oh I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I was going to say as I'm looking through too there's just there's a lot more people in this than I realized. Yes. Robert Duvall. Oh. He Jackie plays, Weaver. Yeah. He plays this racist that is the father of Colin Farrell's character and he is running for office against Brian Tariq Henry. So you have these two men go, running for office and how does their environment how does their backgrounds play into their platforms that they're running on and how that plays into the heist as things kind of this ensemble kind of comes together okay so i'm gonna just say this because as i'm hearing you talk i have the feelings that i often have when i'm watching a movie with a lot of characters I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hmm. And there's 
clearly a lot of moving parts. Yes. Is it difficult to follow Not all, all of the nuance? Okay. Nope. Uh, I mean, there's a lot happening, but I think Steve McQueen does it all really well. Okay. You're never lost as a, what's happening in this movie? Yeah. Unless you miss the first 10 minutes. Okay. The whole setup happens at the beginning with the heist and how it all goes down, but then you have to be paying attention. If you're on your phone, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be doing that anyway in a movie theater. Don't even get me started. Uh, oh. oh, yeah, no. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's a nail biter. It's suspenseful. You'll be just, in, it's the movie that you will be talking to the screen at because as stuff starts happening, you're like, mm-hmm. oh no, like that person did this and that person did that and it's it's great but it all makes sense i mean these women and the men are very real people it isn't just like a stereotypical heist movie Mm -hmm. like you feel for all of them and why they're acting a certain way and how do these women come together when they're all coming from different backgrounds different religions and you know storylines with Mm. their families and to fight this cause and what they're doing. Right. Interesting. Four and a half out of five ticket stops. Wow. One of the best of the year. I really, really One loved it. And I want people to go support even. this okay. movie. And go that was for it. Widows. Widows. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Viola Davis in the acting. I mean, of course. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Bow down. Okay. We love Viola Davis. Yes. Now, I do know that you are getting ready to record another podcast. Yes. What will this one be about? And what is your most recent podcast so the, that's yeah, up yet? The most recent about. that's up today, um, that's up now, is uh, Rapid Reviews. I mean, I talk about Green Book, The Front Runner, Widows, Fantastic Beasts. So if you missed any of my review of, reviews of those, and I played my interviews with the cast of Inf- Instant Family, that's the most recent episode. And then coming up in a little bit, my husband Ryan is back. We're going to be recording an episode um, about the fall movie season, the movies that have come out so far, which ones met our expectations, which ones left us disappointed, which ones were some of the surprise gems mm. that people may be missing out on. Okay. Awesome. Right. Yes. So we get that it. again. It's on Podcast One, Paul Ship the Movies, or Apple Podcast, mytalk1071.com, wherever you get your podcasts, it is there. And you it have all sorts easy. of stuff on YouTube, too. Yes, as well. You can see the actual interviews with Instant Family there, uh, new movie reviews I do as well, video reviews these days, all on my YouTube channel, Paul's Trip to the Movies on YouTube. Click subscribe. I'd really like it. And then all, all of my Twin Cities Live appearances are also on my YouTube channel. So it's Perfect. really a one-stop shop. Which there you'll be you on go. later today. Yes, KCP 5 Eyewitness News. And then also in theaters this week is Love Creed it. 2, I which I haven't seen yet. But Wait, we'll which talk one? Creed 2. Oh, yes, yes, yes. With hottie Michael B. Jordan. And yes. I've heard it's excellent. Looking forward to seeing that this weekend as well. I will tell you very quickly, because we have 30 seconds uh, left, my kids wanted to watch the first Creed. And instead we watched Tommy Boy last night. Um, those are two very different movies. They loved Tommy Boy, though. I, this is you going back and showing uh-huh. them your favorites yep, that you're, there you we are. mad have been doing. It was awesome. Great. Perfect. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things on My Talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things. We tell you about them every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. But that's not where we're going to start. Where are we going first? Uh, We are going to Gift Town. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Gift town. I don't know what that means. I mean, oh, about to it give means we got gifts. We're about to I give like, something away, town. Uh, hey, you want to go over here? One lucky listener is going to win a holiday ovation hair holiday set. A set, by the way, that comes with the flagship product cell therapy hair and scalp treatment. Again, caller number one to six five one six four one one zero seven one is going to win that ovation hair holiday set. Congratulations, caller number one! And now we will go to Pennsylvania, and that's where we will meet our first crazy, stupid idiots. It's just one person. Okay, just an idiot. Her name is Sharice Jones. She's from Bath, Pennsylvania. She's 36 years old, and she had made an appointment for her 12-year-old to go to the dentist. Her 12-year-old, like many 12-year-olds, did not want to go to the dentist. He didn't want to go to the dentist so badly that rather than get into the car on the day of the dentist appointment, he climbed on the hood of the car. And Charisse did not let that get in the way of her trying to drive him to the dentist. So she drove him. She didn't make it to the dentist. Instead, she drove a couple blocks to the police station. She drove on streets where the speed limit was 40 miles per hour with her 12-year-old on the hood of the car. Uh. Hoping that once she got to the police station, the police would convince her 12-year-old son to go to the dentist. Uh. But guess what? The police were probably not amused. Not only were they not amused, they weren't interested in helping her get her kid to the dentist. They were interested in punishing her for driving her kid on the hood of the car. Well, okay, where was he on the hood? <clears throat> like on the hoodie hood or like on the roof hood? Hoofy road. I mean, does it Roofy matter? Hood. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just thought if I were a kid, I'd be like really excited to ride on the hood of a car. Don't you remember being a kid, like dumb stuff? You just always wanted to do I mean, dumb I think stuff. you'd be excited about it until it was happening and your mom That's true. was driving 40 miles per ah! hour. She was driving 40? Well, she was on city streets where the speed limit was 40 miles per hour for two miles okay. with her son, her 12-year-old. Was he like screaming, get me off I mean, of I here. was not there, can but I can only imagine. And all of a sudden, somebody rolls past you with a child on the vehicle. I mean, I'd be like, what's happening? Is it? She, is, that, what, is that a kid? Is that a deer? What honey, is that? Get, out, get out your camera. Take a picture of that. Is that a child on that car? No, we don't do that. Uh, she has been charged with endangering the welfare of a child. That's probably a felony. I wonder, did she seem like surprised that she was charged? Again, I wasn't there and I'm only reading words. So I, I would imagine she might've been a little bit surprised because again, she thought she was going to the I'll police. show this kid. I'll take him yeah. to the oh, police. They'll, oh, they'll make, they'll make him go to the dentist. No, no. They'll make you go to the jail. She's yeah. So She's again she'll end up a getting felony. Her searched. She's been uh, <laughs> charged with searched for cavities. a felony. Exactly. <laughs> she's been charged with a felony and a misdemeanor, reckless endangerment, and she's uh, been freed for from custody after posting a thousand dollars bail. She'll be in court on December fourth for her preliminary hearing. There you go. <sighs> okay, that was in Pennsylvania, correct? Yes. Well, now we need to go south a little bit. 
in more ways than one. Okay. Oh. But we're going to start by heading geographically south to New Orleans. In fact, I want to take you to Willie's Chicken Shack. Oh. Sounds like a fun place, right? You said we were going south. Yeah, right? Willie's Chicken Shack in New Orleans. And, uh, well, it's. Do they serve? No. Forget it. Nothing. Al (laughs) Rogers. Okay. So I can only do too many, like so many inappropriate things in one store. I'm sorry. So we'll save the sweet potato (laughs) for another day. Uh, Instead, we're going to go, as I said, to Mm -hmm. Willie's Chicken Shack in New Orleans about seven o'clock Tuesday night. All right. That is where that's just last night, by the way. That is where a guy walked in and he said, "Ooh, I am about to blow this place up. And they were like, oh, my God, terrorists. Like with a bomb? Well, okay, the story gets a little murky, but essentially guy walks in, says he's about to blow the place up. Then when the police are called, um, the story gets a little confusing because the 30-year-old Arthur Posey, we'll call him Art. Art was like, dudes, I was just talking about blowing up the bathroom. Like, dude, with, you know, (laughs) Yep. With some with yep. some stuff. Yep. And uh they were like, "No, you were trying to blow up the restaurant. You told us you wanted to blow this place up." He's like, "Yeah, I wanted to blow up the bathroom." However, uh there was some confusion and it seems as though they believe he didn't just say, "I'm about to blow this place up." Because I mean, look, that's you could understand somebody saying that. Not like with I mean, a bomb, but with a bomb. Right. Okay. Sure. Um, but what I will say is that the manager actually said that he walked in and said, um, "Y'all about to close right now because I'm going to get a bomb and blow this place up." So that's the words that were said. Now, Mr. Posey says that he meant with you know a doo doo bomb, uh-huh. not like an actual bomb. Oh my gosh! Police were not buying it, though. I will tell you that. Um, they spotted him a little bit later because apparently he walked away. He told the cops he didn't have a bomb. He just meant he wanted to blow up the bathroom with a swift, unyielding movement. That's that's what the story says. I'm pretty says. sure he didn't say that. Something a tells me somebody who walks into a, an establishment and announces that they need to drop a bomb in the restroom does not say <laughs> now, the word swift, unyielding movement ever. <laughs> now... Uh, the manager and a second employee told officers that she never heard him say something about the bathroom, that he was oh literally referring to a bomb. And so oh, he was taken into custody and is facing two counts of communicating false information of planned arson. So let me just be clear. If you have to blow something up, maybe just, you know, don't use the vernacular and just say, I really need Where's the restroom? I think we'll do just fine. What you're going to... Thank you, Holly. Wow. What you're going to do there really is your own business. Especially if you've had a serving of Al Roker's... (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Okay. Can we just say that that's the best story of the day? It might be. Al Roker's Thanksgiving Day recipe, which I still cannot believe he actually... Today's show embraced. They sure did. Okay.
Uh, for our next story, we're getting international. We're going oh, to okay. Sydney. We're going to Sydney, Australia. Now, this is kind of a... Th- I'm going to tell the story in... A sh- I'm going to tell it shortly in a short form. But this is a story that spanned many years. Oh, wow. Starting in 2013. Okay? But just go with me. It all started when uh, drug squad officers recognized that that an actual laboratory in an office building was they thought being used to make drugs like methamphetamine etc so they had done like a sweep of that laboratory and they found traces of the drugs that they thought were being made there there were also people that worked in that laboratory that they implicated in this sweep okay so they had their eye on some suspects all right well one of them uh, one of them was a guy who we will call A. That's what we will call him because we don't have his actual name. A. A. So they ended up in 2015 going to search A's house. And when they were at A's house searching the home, okay, they found in A's home a pair of police-issued handcuffs and also a police-issued belt, a police-issued leather jacket, hat, shirt, pants, and leather gloves. In other words, an entire police uniform that was issued by the police department Mm -hmm. in A's possession along with handcuffs. And A was not a police officer. A was not a police officer. A was, however... A drug creator because they were there to look. <laughs> That's a clever. They title. were there. They were there to find the drugs. Okay. They were there to find the actual drugs that that he was implicated in making. And then, surprise, they found the outfit. Yeah, they found a police uniform. The outfit, the uniform, had the name of one of his friends on it. They went to find his friend. His name is M. That's what we will call him. And they said to M. Uh, sir, you, we found your uniform at A's house. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I lent it to him. They said, okay, you're a police officer. A is not a police officer. Oh, M was a police officer. M was a police officer. A was not a police officer. Do you know why he was using your uniform? Okay. Do you want to know why he was using his uniform? Because he was impersonating a police officer? For kinky play. Oh, kinky play. Yes. So M had unwittingly lent his police-issued handcuffs and uniform so his friend A could do kinky things with them. So a little fetish behavior? A little fetish behavior. Oh. Whoops-a-daisy. I mean, who doesn't have a little police officer experience? No, M didn't know that A was making meth, meth, too. Oh, that's awkward. So So be careful who you lend your uniform to. Because if they're making meth, you're going to get caught. That's the moral of the story. I don't know... How does that conversation go? I really just wish I had a police uniform. Oh, you can borrow mine. No big deal. What's it for? Oh, Oh. just to get a little kinky. No big deal. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's time to play that throwback live. We'll be doing just that after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, I think another one will bite the dust right now. You. Bradley (laughs) Trainer on the Colleen and Bradley show. Get ready to bite it. My Talk 1071. Dust, I mean. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And it's time for that throwback live at 
2.45. It's time for the Festivus Feats of Strength. Actually, it's time for the Throwback Live at 2.45. I must predict win just one for the Kipper. Colleen versus Bradley. Oh, nerd versus party girl. In a pop culture audio battle. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And now, your host, Holly Roberts. Hey, Holly, everybody. Hey, girl. Hey, it's time for the Wednesday edition of the Throwback Live at 2.45. Here are the rules of the game. We're going to play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three correctly wins the Throwback Live at 2.45. And Bradley and Colleen buzz in by yelling out their names. Colleen! Just like that. Now, as it stands right now, the total victory tally for this game, the Throwback Live at 2.45. Colleen, 78. Thank you. Bradley, 83. Yes, queen! So we'll see who wins today. I guess we will. I don't remember what clips we have, but I think there's a a level of difficulty in some of these. Right before a holiday. Oh, man. (laughs) Right before a holiday, I can't be bothered to use my brain cells. Just eat Pikeacon. Pikeacon! That's true. You can get it at Rosedale Center, right? Truth. Mm -hmm. Here's our first vintage pop culture audio clip. Colleen and Bradley listen carefully and identify the following. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Um, that is Don't Stop with him. I mean, do I, what do you need? What uh, do you the want? The name of the song or the artist, either one is fine. Um uh-huh. Uh-huh. is that um uh uh-huh. Queen? <laughs> I'll play the rest of queen? the clip for Colleen. Here it is. <laughs> that's Sugar Hill Gang. And that's Rapper's Delight. You know, or so rappers the delight. Of the beat. What's the what's the name of the actual song? Rappers delight. Oh, okay. Yeah, it by samples, Sugar Hill Gang, and it samples "Good Times" by Sheik. Good Times, and nothing by Queen. So, <laughs> whatever. You got your dumb point. Move on. Oh, Colleen has one dumb Ungrateful. point. Yeah, just because I'm dumb. Woo, lucky you. In the throwback line at two forty-five, Bradley has yet to score, but still. What is it, Bradley? Big feelings. Uh, well, I'm still winning. What? <sighs> Whatever. We're moving on. Okay. Second trainer, Bradley. Um. Oh God, I'm gonna get it wrong because I think it's um. Wild America. I'll play the rest of the clip for Colleen. I just like it sounds like. My living room on a Sunday night when I was growing up, I cannot for the life of me remember what it is. It's not Wild America? No. Mutual of Omaha? No. Mm. I don't know. It's National Geographic. Yes! Oh, God, I'm bad. It is. It is. Day, Nash- that was Nat Geo, y'all. Mm, yeah, it was. All mm-hmm. right. Well, before Nat Geo. Back when, when we actually said all National the whole Geographic. word. Yeah, we when, could be bothered yeah. to yeah. say the whole word. Entire, we didn't save time uh, by a brief. Okay, so great job, kids. Okay, well, you know, moving right along. <sighs> yeah, third Hip vintage pop culture. Hippity hoop. No, nope. Just stop, stop while you're ahead. Nope. Okay, nope. Colleen yeah, has a point. Stop. Bradley, you don't have any points. I'm but about you... to make a point. All right, <laughs> try it. Thank you. Well, Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That's Fred Flintstone. Is that what you wanted? Okay. I don't know. Sometimes with Holly. 
She wants to know exactly what episode well, of the I Flintstones. Didn't know. Maybe she's like, from- it was the Flintstones <laughs> movie with, uh, what's his name from Roseanne? John Goodman. John Goodman. Oh, he only good. played it you in the first one. You don't get a point one. for that, though. Mark Addy played him in the second one, Viva Rock Vegas. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, my God. That was a mm-hmm. that was a stinker. Yeah. Also, <sighs> that's Donnie. That's not me. Whenever he tries to run this game. Mm-hmm. That's true. Whenever he yeah. runs this yeah. mother. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. right. Who runs this mother? <laughs> All right. Oh, one to one. It. Okay. Fourth. Tied. Clip. It is tied. Here is your fourth clip. <laughs> Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Oh, actually, I don't know what that was. I thought it was going to be um, Wayne's World. Sorry. Colleen. Um, wild Stallion. Oh. What is a wild hold stallion? Hold on, hold on. It's coming. It's coming. Colleen. Yeah. That's from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, wild Stallion. Another buddy movie. Thank you. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. All right. Colleen has a point. Two oh, points now. Gosh, that felt good. Okay. Yay. Bradley has one point. Now, Bradley, you could stay in the game if it's you... It's anybody's game! I wanted you to, to do that two bits ago, and you oh, didn't well. do it, and oh, now you do it. Oh, that's why you said the thing with the thing. Got it. <sighs> I'm a little slow today, man. It's that pie cake and... Yeah. Here's your fifth clip. Listen it's carefully. That, it's that Al Roker <laughs> sweet potato recipe. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group. And Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That's the Beatles? It's <laughs> the audition. Thank you, everybody. I'm Paul wow. McCartney and John Lennon and the other guy, too. Yeah, that's... And the other guy. <laughs> Ringo. Ringo Starr. Everybody Star. forgets he's Ringo. He's just happy to be here he's, for crying out loud. He's alive. the only one that's still well, alive. Paul McCartney's still oh, alive. Oh, God. Bradley, you just killed Paul McCartney. Let's be clear. Paul McCartney is more like a butterfly. He is metamorphosized into something non-human at this point. That was amazing what you just did. Okay, can we do that tiebreaker? Because we only got a little time here. I want you to identify the character in this clip. Okay. Which one do I really want? Mellow Yellow or Mountain Trainer? Bradley. That's, um... That oh no because I got tripped up on this before. Um, it's not Vern, correct? It's the other guy's name, but I can't remember his name. That's you know unfortunate. What I mean, he has a name. Five seconds. His name is uh, Ernest P. <gasps> Worrell. Yes. Pull that out of my <laughs> Al Roker. <laughs> my Al Roker <laughs> sweet potato recipe. <laughs> Poor Al Roker. Go to the Today Show social media. Mm-hmm. It's all <laughs> over the place. It really is. It's <laughs> like, well. all over the place. And Bradley, that's what you won today. Congratulations. A big hot dish of Al R- Roker's sweet potato. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Lori and Julia coming up next. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back on Monday. Gobble, gobble. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. 
Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a 7-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.